Welcome to On Second Thought, the podcast that revisits films to see if they have stood the test of time. My name is Cameron. I'm Ken. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. Oh, shit. (laughs) I'm trying so hard. Oh, man. All right. My my cheeks hurt so much already. <laughs> All right. Oh. Today we're talking about Free Jack, starring Emilio Estevez, Anthony Hopkins, and uh, Mick Jagger for some reason. <laughs> yeah, really. I don't know why Mick Jagger's in this. I love that he's in this, but I don't know why he's in this. I still have to figure that out. Is it a surprise to me that uh, Mick Jagger is not a threatening person in this movie? He's, yeah, he's, he's so endearing. Yeah, he's, he's never, a sweetheart. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he, he he never looks like he's dangerous. You know, even though he's a mercenary, he's just posing. Like he's basically <laughs> yeah. a mercenary, that yeah. uh, and a bounty hunter. Never am I like uh, threatened by him. He's know? like a puppy dog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> explain free jacking. Oh man. Okay. Should I explain what free jacking is or what free jack the movie is? Because well, I, I don't know how much time we have. <laughs> <laughs> So Emilio Estevez is a uh, a star race car driver who dies in the year 1991, but b- right before the moment of death, he gets beamed into the year 2009 by Anthony Hopkins in order to switch minds with Emilio Estevez and kind of hijack his body because Anthony Hopkins is on his last leg. But in the process of doing that, um, he kind of escapes and spends his time kind of as like a like a free jack which is which is what what is one's called when they i guess travel through time but get away yeah and then he's 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 essentially chased by mick jagger the entire time do you guys find that in these kind of dystopian movies that the villain always has a braided ponytail It's like it, they they always wear like a Sinbad suit and have a braided ponytail. I love a braided ponytail and a bad guy, so I'm totally for that. I think they should keep and Sinbad suits. I think those are two of the best things um, we have going in cinema. <laughs> if you were if you were a, a wrestling character, uh, Andrew, <laughs> that sounds like something that you would you would wear, right? Like a Sinbad suit, no shirt on underneath. Yes. you'd be like a you'd be like a stand-up comedian character <laughs> yeah i'd have a brick wall behind me at all times somehow <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i like the stand-up wrestler that's a good idea stand-up <laughs> wrestler comedian. yeah this is my pick i watched this movie a lot as a kid i somehow got away with what wa- i don't know how i got away with watching this because it's kind of not the thing i was typically allowed to watch but i've seen it tons and i still love this movie so and, uh, so why would you allow to watch it though no, I was. I mean, it's just it's one of those any movie like this. I usually couldn't have gotten away with just because of the coarse language and violence and stuff like, you know, yeah. with uh, just how, how it went in my household. But I think my brother had a video of this movie. And I so maybe it's just because I had limited options, but I watch this movie. So I still remember like everything about it today, watching it, like all the lines. And did you ever record movies off off the television? Hell yeah. Through VCR? Oh, yeah. Of course. Of yeah. course. Yeah, pretty classic, right? And uh, my brother, uh, former guest, Darren Frank, he was really into Boys to Men when we were growing up. 
And uh, one night we were watching, as a family, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, and we taped it off the TV, and it, it's getting to this really pivotal scene, and suddenly it cuts to the American Music Awards and Boyz II Men is performing. <laughs> <laughs> to Kill a Mockingbird got a whole lot better. <laughs> What, but what? Oh, uh, what did you, I don't know if I know what you taped off the TV, Ken. It was a country song that was. Uh, I don't. I don't know who it's by, and I don't even remember what it sounds like. But I remember what the guy looks like. He's the "Are you ready for some football?" guy. <laughs> Hank Williams Jr. Yeah, that's yeah. And uh, what that was Hank Williams Jr. He looked yeah. like like Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> <laughs> you know and uh, and uh yeah are you ready for some football guy had a a song that i was obsessed with not the are you ready for some football song <laughs> i don't even know what the song's called it's great on its own but the, he looked like like macho man randy savage right did macho man randy savage have a song i'm trying to i feel like he might have I think he did. There, yeah. was a, there was a period of time in the early 2000s and late 90s where every wrestler had a song. <laughs> Do you know they all all of them had like an album? I remember <laughs> that. I remember like I don't even like I, I don't even like wrestling. Were we the the few people that didn't like wrestling growing up? Because everybody else I knew did. I liked it. I gotta loved it. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I went to a. I went to a. a I was gonna say a performance. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I went to a, a match uh, in Edmonton, <laughs> and it was uh, the the marquee fight was Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior whoa, versus whoa. Sergeant Slaughter and the Iron Sheik, and it was in, oh. at the height of the of the Gulf War. Holy <laughs> shit! That's at the pretty... height of pro wrestling too. That's when I was like all about it that sounds amazing i would have been horribly jealous if we knew each other back then because i didn't i didn't go to that but that sounds great i got myself a foam championship belt <laughs> oh man i i would wear i would wear that as a cummerbund to my own wedding <laughs> i i mean ultimate warrior he's sort of just scary right he's not really i don't understand him he's, like he's from di- a nightmare yeah he's, he is from a nightmare <laughs> he the ultimate warrior has literally died three times Right, <laughs> three of the people that played the Ultimate Warrior died of coke-related uh, deaths. Is that right? Yeah, but Ken, they were all free jacks. <laughs> <laughs> they kept free jacking into the Ultimate Warrior body. <laughs> that would be my first pick. <laughs> I would free jack into uh, Yokozuna right before he did the butt drop on Jake the Snake's snake. Do you remember <laughs> when he had the snake in the sack and he did the big? Oh yeah! Right before <laughs> Ken, Ken would uh, Ken would free Jack into the snake. <laughs> In the movie, Emilio Estevez's character is about to die, and then he gets pulled out of his car that he's flying into a wall. And and so to everyone, nobody knows. None, nobody's the wiser. He's dead to the world, and they use his body. So when you free Jack, does it have to be that scenario? That's one thing I'm not sure about the. The rules. I think I think that's the the ethical way mm. of free jacking. Oh yeah, good point. I think I found the perfect free jack scenario. That is kind of a win win situation. Mm-hmm. Andrew free jacks into Buddy Holly. <laughs> uh, I I free jack into the Big Bobber, and Ken free jacks into Richie Valens. La Bamba, Mr. La Bamba himself. 
<laughs> it makes sense because he's the ethnic one. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine? That would be the perfect switch. Let's make this happen. It's the it's the perfect free jack. <laughs> I, I agree. I I I I, I think that. Uh, Who's the big bopper again? Hello, baby. <laughs> oh, wait, you'd be the perfect big bopper. <laughs> I'm fine with that. That would be the perfect free jack. I think we've, we've figured it out. Perfect FJ. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that, you know, I didn't realize that Andrew was such a big wrestling fan until now. Like, you, I learned something new about Andrew. It's been a decade. I've known Andrew for a decade, and I'm learning yeah. stuff about him all the time. Oh, I was a Brutus the Barber beefcake guy, by the way. Like all Ooh, the way. Yeah. <laughs> I had a poster from the gas station, all about Brutus the Barber beefcake. Was, really? Oh, yeah, he was my favorite. It's so funny to me. Brutus the Barber beefcake was like the worst wrestler. <laughs> like how how could you pick him as your favorite? Was... And then Ken Ken likes another Hank Williams Jr. song. It's like t- telling people that. <laughs> Your favorite Michael Jackson song is the Pepsi song. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely hate hated wrestling after a point. Like I hit a I hit that point. I remember hitting the point when I was like, "What the the hell am I doing? Like this is terrible." <laughs> and I hate it. I still like I would never watch it again. It's awful. But there was like a long like a few years there where I was definitely huge into it. What was it. the moment though? Do you remember what the moment was when you just I don't know. There was like it? it was just an epiphany kind of thing. I just said like, "What am I doing with my life <laughs> at 12 years old?" <laughs> there was a voodoo character named Papa Shango and he he put a curse on the Ultimate Warrior. And my mom, of course, walked in the room and was like, what is this? Oh, no. It's too, it's too new age. It, it was. That's what it was. Oh, I, I wasn't in the Papa Shango era. I didn't even know what that was until he said it. But it's still funny. <laughs> okay, I changed I change my answer. I would free Jack into Papa Shango. <laughs> Mom is going to be so disappointed. <laughs> he, uh, Ken, I don't want to egg you on anymore, but Papa Shango wore a top hat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm just going to say before anything that I'm this movie holds up for me. It's great. It's it's actually I cannot think of one thing I would change. It's for all intents and purposes a perfect movie. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. I loved it. I loved it at 12 as I love it now. There's nothing you would change. There's not one thing. Not one thing. It's, everything is great. And it doesn't even like, la- there's no point. Is it slow? Like, it's great. It's got this like great ethical layer. Like, as, as an what adult. What ethical it, layer? What oh, ethical Are you kidding layer? me? There's so much ethics in this movie. For, we were just talking about earlier whether um, it's ethical to take somebody's body before they die. That's super interesting. <laughs> Rene Russo's dilemma. Rene Russo basically is confronted by her wit- dece- deceased husband 18 years prior. <laughs> Just shows up in her life and she has to like try to undo all the damage that's been. Oh man, don't I? Just, I love this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! That's the most glowing review you've ever given to anything. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely like my top, probably my top ten favorite movies. It's, God, I honestly, in terms of a perfect movie, like in terms of like a movie being like, I, w- I seriously can't think of anything wrong with it. I, I know it's a crazy, like insane movie and it's like ridiculous, but I wouldn't, it's in its own way, 
it, it delivers on all levels for me. I don't know who free jacked into your body for you to be saying that. <laughs> but I want my old Andrew back and I want him now. <laughs> no, well, it's got like I love dystopian future movies from that era. I love time travel movies. But the I problem love, with uh... the dystopian future in this movie is that it it, it they clearly had didn't have enough money. To, to, oh, yeah. to make it dystopic. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. I didn't have enough money. <laughs> they gave it all. And the they big did jagger. an amazing job with their budget. Yeah, they spent it all on the jag. <laughs> the jag. I really enjoyed it, and uh, for the same reasons that Andrew enjoyed it, I kind of took it for what it was worth, and uh, uh, I thought it was really fun. Nice. That's insane. You're both <laughs> insane. <laughs> it's kind of stylish for being like kind of a campy movie how is it stylish did you see the cars that they were all driving they were all like super super stylish cars is that what you're referring to <laughs> they, they look like hot wheel cars you know the ones that you run underwater and they change color they look like those cars exactly <laughs> emilio estevez i miss i miss him and uh, anthony hopkins you know classic great performance <laughs> The more that we talk about this, the more I like this movie. No, it's like, no, it's really. Did you guys co-opt this? Did you guys co-opt this conversation? I'm so, I'm so happy right now. <laughs> this is insane to me. It's insane that both of you liked it so much because I. This is the second time I watched it. I remember watching this movie for the first time upon Andrew's recommendation and being annoyed that I watched it. I watched. I remember watching the whole thing because you cannot forget the ending of that movie. Oh, it's, and it, yeah, great <laughs> with ending. the crystal at the center and like the weird mind meld going on and the effects. Well, the thing that one thing that I love is that you know he's taking all of Emilio Estevez's um, memories and jumping into his mind and all that stuff, and then yeah. you're getting all these like flashbacks of his life and stuff like that. But they all are flashbacks from the movie like there was no memories yeah. before the movie started they definitely forgot to do that <laughs> and then realized in editing that they have to come up with something yeah so they just took different pieces of the movie instead <laughs> of like ever jumping into his childhood or any it, yeah. it's all just like from... like half of it was just mick jagger <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was like stock footage of the rolling stones on tour <laughs> It's Emilio Estevez from other movies and stuff. (laughs) No, that's one thing. Speaking of that um, mind meld, like that was sweet. There's this. So there's this part of the movie that, okay, I think this movie actually got a few things really, really interesting how they got some some of the theories like the spiritual switchboard, which is what Anthony Hopkins, when he dies, his his brain basically just gets uploaded to the Internet, which is now a popular theory like. Uh, Ray Kurzweil, whatever his name is, who talks about the singularity. That's basically what happens in this movie. Like, I never heard anybody talking about anything like that in 1991. I think this movie was ahead of but, its time. But the also, thing is, he wasn't uploaded into the internet. He was uploaded into a screensaver. It was like, like <laughs> it was like a di- it was like a digital preservation of him, though. It was like you know, as far as they like, it's pretty. Ma- I got to give it, you know, for what it was at the time. I I, I thought that was pretty cool. And, the, like, the whole class structure is very, like, 1%, you know? I think it was right on... 2009 was, like, right online there. 
<laughs> it was right around the time that whole one percent thing and like the it's basically the theme of the movie it was it was a brilliance in the writing because everybody was just poor so things couldn't evolve so it's just like just the part that it was in the rich part of town was the only part they had to spend any money on it was brilliant brilliant writing good point <laughs> oh man <laughs> I did have a huge crush on Rene Russo. That was a big crush of mine back in the day. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, totally. Maybe that's part of the reason why I like like this movie so much. That's an oddly sensible crush to have. Thank you. <laughs> it's like it's like how at some point in my life uh, as a kid I wanted to own a Volkswagen Jetta. You know, like that. <laughs> it's... You, you dreamed of doing your taxes early. <laughs> <laughs> Like I was allowed to have any video game from um, from the store, and I bought Quicken. <laughs> you know, just so boring. That's what uh, having a crush on Rene Russo must be like. Would you guys dye your hair, or would you just let it go? Would I, or have I? Because I have. Yeah, I also have dyed. I also have dyed my hair. So. <laughs> well, so, yeah, I think we all have. Like I used to have uh, frosted tips. We've sure. You had yeah, you had dyed frosted tips. Oh, yeah. me too. Me too. As did I. You did. Kid? Yeah, I did. I did. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh man. I had like gold tips. But uh, would you say like as as you get older, would you? No. Would you dye your hair to look younger, or <laughs> no? Would way. you just let let her ride? Uh, I wanted when I was younger, I dyed my hair to look older. I wanted to dye my hair gray, <laughs> but I couldn't figure out how to do it, <laughs> so I dyed it white. <laughs> But it turned out kind of like yellow, in like a. Did liquid. you really? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I had like kind of white yellow hair for a while. This was before I knew you guys. Oh man. I wanted to go gray though. I like really wanted gray. I dressed like an old man anyway. I just wanted to go all in, free Jack Fifty Five uh-huh. style. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Free Jack Fifty Five, man. Free Jack 55. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So Ken's listening to Hank Williams Jr. getting his tips frosted. Andrew is dyeing his hair white and falling in love with Renee Russo. <laughs> oh, my God. She's the quickest of crushes, for sure. <laughs> yeah. This needed so many sequels. Like, it would have been ripe for the picking for direct-to-video sequels. I would have watched them all. <laughs> the Leprechaun, yeah. Free Jack, yeah. crossover. I, that was one of my uh, most treasured straight-to-video franchises. You know, Leprechaun, like Leprechaun in the Hood style. Leprechaun in Space, Leprechaun in Vegas. That is an actual Leprechaun. Really? Yeah, that was a leprechaun spinoff. Okay, Ken. At one point, does the leprechaun say, "Put it all on green"? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> He's about to shamrock shake things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't really like the uh, leprechaun movies, though. They're gross. But I like they're, they're, that they went awful. to space. Yeah, I appreciate when when they go to you space. You respect that they went there. there. You respect yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Every I wish every franchise would have went end up in space at some point. Crocodile Dundee in space. Oh, yeah, what a good idea. What a good idea. Ernest goes to space. Ernest goes to space is a no brainer. How is that not oh, a movie? Man. You we just wrote it like just the title. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Final draft will auto complete the rest. <laughs> <laughs> 
You just, you just. There's definitely a scene in Ernest Goes to Space of him floating in space, holding his breath with, you know, like big cheeks and his eyes bugging out. Oh yeah. yeah. Or him falling off a ladder but being saved by the lack of gravity. <laughs> or he's uh, out in space and he's trying to climb in, and the the hatch to the door, which is also a window, shuts on his fingers. <laughs> 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 or uh you know there's gotta be a scene there's definitely a scene where they're there's they're training him for space and there's all these like he has to sit through a wind tunnel and it, it, the, the wind tunnel yeah. making them oh yeah. crazy god that's good. Yes. oh my god that's good i'm so sad <laughs> we have to free jack jim varney now <laughs> Who's going to land on that grenade, guys? Who's going to do it? Who's going to free Jack Jim Barney? You know what? That movie writes itself, no doubt. You know, he's going through one of those things where it goes really, like, it spins you really fast, you know? He takes a bite of the astronaut food, and he's like, hey. (laughs) I was going to say he walks out of the zero-gravity bathroom and goes, hey. Bathroom. It's such an easy film to make. <laughs> he could put the vest over his face. Suit. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's wearing the helmet, but he's still wearing the hat inside the helmet. <laughs> love it. I love this. Okay, why would Ernest go up to space? He would be cleaning the shuttle. Oh, <laughs> He's, he's mopping the shuttle, right? He's actually on the outside of the shuttle. And, he's... and he has to hold on. <laughs> this is where that door closing gag will be played when he gets stuck. Oh my god. That's exactly how it happens. He's just he's polishing the nose of the shuttle. <laughs> I mean, maybe we can find a new Ernest and just get this made. CG, I don't know. We wrote a screenplay, guys. We did it. Going back to our offer to perform this this show live, uh, I told Ken that since I live in Toronto and you guys live on the coast, um, I would just... Uh, free jack my mind <laughs> into a Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> That's what's on your rider. <laughs> must free jack it to Teddy Ruxpin. Blue M and M's only, and I must be free jacked into an animatronic bear. I'm not. I'm totally not against doing a live show. It's just that. Uh, anybody in the audience would be very, very disappointed. <laughs> what if we all just like tele like did a teleconference through a eat our own Teddy Ruxpin doll. It was just three so we were there. <laughs> like a just like a like three stools and three spotlights. Yeah. Exactly. We're on the same wavelength. Yeah. A... It would be you know, I would go to that if I if I... I would definitely yeah. go to that. On the side there's a robot playing uh, a saxophone, sort of like uh, Paul Schaefer kind of character. <laughs> well, that brings us to the end of the show. Make sure to check us out on our oh, website. Oh, no, 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 before we, thought, before we finish. Oh. So I, I actually, you know, we've been complaining a lot about how we don't get mail. Uh, but apparently someone emailed us 
but it's one of our one of our listeners, Sia from London. He lives in London. It pains me to say this, but this is our first email. <laughs> Twenty two episodes in. <laughs> we did it. We did it, everybody. We did. We don't it. even know what it says, and... but. Uh, we love it already. Apparently, you have inherited a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys know any princes? <laughs> um, okay, so so the the email says, "Be less concerned about feedback." That's my feedback. <laughs> also, I'm drunk. <laughs> Minutes later, there was another email that said, "Oh, by the way, you're welcome." <laughs> That's pretty it's pretty good. That's like yeah, that's sage advice, I think. I feel like us just talking about this goes against his very advice. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow Sia has become the the unofficial sensei of our podcast. <laughs> he just he just unsurped Sensei Daryl. <laughs> Man, what a callback. That's like a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> not for me man <laughs> well that brings us to the end of the show make sure to check us out on our website on secondthoughtpodcast.freejack <laughs> <laughs> give us a free jack in iTunes <laughs> free jack us on Twitter <laughs> a free jack has been given in your name <laughs> beat it Ken me and Andrew free jack <laughs> oh man Before we start, before we start, do you guys uh, want to nibble my ear? <laughs> Man, that was one of my talking points for sure. <laughs> that was one of my nibbling points. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>